Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. If you don't know, I spent over 15 years working in the NFL and college football before starting AIM7 in The Blueprint. And I have to say, there are days when I miss the camaraderie of a locker room. There's just nothing like a group of people bonded together with a singular purpose, suffering together, winning together. I mean, there is nothing like a winning locker room. And many of you have been on a great team. Maybe it was at work, maybe it was a sports team. And as I see it, maybe even a special group of friends. So how can you recapture that magic? Well, my friend, Mark Noodleberg, is back to help us learn how to build a new support structure wherever you are in life's journey. Mark's a former football coach turned entrepreneur who knows that the locker room bond is hard to recreate. Mark shares his insights on surrounding yourself with people who can hold you accountable while also giving you encouragement to grow. He discusses being vulnerable to find supportive friends, taking responsibility to inspire others to celebrate you, and leading yourself with humility before seeking to lead others. Mark's wisdom provides a blueprint for building a supportive structure at work or in your personal life that motivates you to step outside your comfort zone. So let's get right into it. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Mark, I would say one of the things that I miss about football is when you're in a good environment, you have teammates surrounding you. As a coach, a fellow coach is a teammate, right? As a player, you had the locker room. And those people, if it's a good environment, you're championing each other. Everybody has individual goals, but everybody ultimately has one goal, you know, to win win a championship. But then People are supporting each other along the way. How can we find that outside of the locker room? It's so hard. And I think that's why people who leave professional sports have such a hard time finding a home somewhere else because it's so hard to replicate. But I think if you do have the opportunity to be the head of a team or be the head of a department or be the head of an overall organization, I think it starts with creating the vision. And if you can have a singular vision that you can incorporate everybody's individual goals into, you got a great opportunity to get everybody working towards the same thing in the same direction. Now, That's just part of it. I know plenty of dysfunctional organizations that have a vision, mission statement, core values, and all of the things that they think they need to be successful. Then you got to have people that are willing to champion that vision and understand what are the qualities, what are the values. You can call them core values. You can call them your pillars. You can call whatever you want to call them. What are the characteristics of the people and the behaviors inside of the organization that ensure everybody stays in alignment with whatever that vision is? And do you have the people that are willing to hold themselves and everybody around them accountable to it? Because that's what great teammates do when you're in the locker room and somebody's not doing the thing that you know they need to be doing. It's not what everybody pictures in the movies is like, you're going to grab that guy by the face mask and scream in his face and be like, you got to do it, right? It's that, hey, man, what's going on? 
It's leading with a question. It's, hey, I know you're better than this. We need you to be better than this. How can I help you do that? The first one never works. Right, right, right. I mean, I have tried that. (laughs) There was somebody that I worked with once that I wasn't really a big fan of. And they told me, Eric, you're going to get a lot farther with sugar than fire. Right. And that, of all the things I experienced with that person, I was like, huh, it's so true. And when you're young, I mean, I still think I'm young. Hopefully, yeah. I'm 42. But when you're young and and leading others, and you tend to go with your emotion, and that, that can backfire. But I guess something I want to really lean into is, is like, maybe outside of work, this is where it's really hard. I guess it's just surrounding yourself with good people, but how do you welcome people into your journey and give them agency to support you? The thing you don't want to hear is that you got to be willing to get burned. Like you don't find good people. It's not a one-to-one ratio. It's not like you can test people out and be like, ah, that's a good person. And I'm only going to let them in because I know they're a good person already. You have to be open to losing. You have to be open to getting hurt. You have to be open to failing. And if you're willing to do that, that will lead you to finding more and more of the people that you know you need to hold on to and figuring out a way to hold on to them. Like give another shout out. Eddie Grant is still a guy that I text on Father's Day. He's still a guy that I text on his birthday or if there's any reason for me to reach out to him because I am forever grateful for the impact that he made on me when he made that impact and the way that it changed the trajectory of my life and the way I go about my business on a daily basis. So that's a guy that I forever hold on to. Even if we're not close, we may go months without speaking to each other. I make it a point to reach out to him because that's not somebody that I ever want to lose from my life because I know I found a good one. Plenty of other people that I opened myself up to and tried to, you know, give to them in a way that was hopefully reciprocated that never was. And that's okay. Did it hurt? Of course it did. And did I have to go through that, you know, grieving process of, wow, I thought we were close and I guess we weren't. And yeah, but you know what? It helped me understand what to look for in people down the road to not allow me to make that same mistake twice. And it led me to more people that were great. And so you have to be willing to open yourself up to being burned and, you know, off being vulnerable to people so that you can find the ones that you need to stick with. Wow. That is so true, man. If you're not open to, to getting hurt, then You'll never get the the good stuff. You're not open to getting connected either. So you're not just shut off from the world. Right. And I think people that have been burned in the past, it's it's hard to get vulnerable again. And I'm really I'm glad you brought up Eddie Grand because he is like truly one of the best people that I've ever met in my life. Wonderful man. For those of you don't know, Eddie uh, was the running back coach at Florida State when Mark was uh, a graduate assistant, and I was a assistant coach and then ended up being the football operations director. But then Eddie went on to have a really good career as a coordinator uh, at the University of Cincinnati where Mark was. And uh, now he's at the University of Kentucky and and kind of more of a, a supportive role. But he is one of the most prolific recruiters in all of college football history. He was an amazing recruiter, great football coach, but just a wonderful human being. And he b- impacted both of our lives in a really special way. And, I, you know, 
just like, so what do the people look like, right? For mm-hmm. me, like the people that have impacted my life, what are the qualities that they embody that I take with me and try to embody myself? One is, you know, the insatiable desire and hunger to learn and grow. Like Eddie was never satisfied with what he knew. He always wanted to learn the next thing and figure out what somebody else was doing and challenge his status quo to ensure that we were making the best decisions we could make for our teams and our units. And, you know, so that's one. And that it's just a quality that I look at all the people that I try to hold on to is that constant yearning to grow and continue to evolve. The other one is ownership and responsibility. Mm. Like I tell a story in my, in my leadership trainings and, and I use it from being with Eddie at Cincinnati. His first year as the coordinator, the first two games, we were atrocious on offense. I mean, horrendous. And it was because we were trying to run a certain style that Eddie had run early in his career that really didn't fit the team that we had. And you want to talk about taking ownership. You want to talk about being open to influence. I'll never forget after the USF game, him coming into our offensive staff meeting, looking everybody in the face saying, what we're doing isn't working. Who's got a better idea? And how do we implement it? What do we do? And he was open to hearing from his entire staff about ideas that we could do to be better than we were. And then we went on to break every single offensive record in school history. So like, you know, that doesn't happen unless he has humility, unless he's got extreme ownership, unless he is, you know, that servant leader that is willing to say, hey, my idea is not working and I'm willing to hear from the people that I trust and surrounded myself with on how you think we might be able to be successful. And look at what happened. Man, I'm holding two figures in my head right now. That and somebody else, you know, that didn't do that. Right. And sometimes other things can can cover up for that. But that is like the ultimate sign of a great leader. And somebody you want to be around. Right. Is people that are going to, because when they own their part, they're also going to, I hate to say, it sounds weird, but they're kind of want to own a little bit of how I can help Mark. Right. And that's really what I'm trying to get at is like the be- the great friends I have, like a guy friend I go to church with, he knows that I'm an entrepreneur, you know, and he knows that I'm always looking for that edge. And yep. so he sent me this great podcast about James Cameron. And he's like, Eric, I was thinking about you again. Now, yeah. what, what was that text message about? That text message was about, I was thinking of you. I know the journey you're on. And so I'm going to do something to help you out. Now, I hadn't had a text from him in six weeks. Yep. But that's the type of friend you want. Same way if I were to see something for you, Mark. Hey, I learned something. I know Mark is excellent at leading people. Now he's he's like, you know, molding. Now that I know more about your current business, I'm like, holy cow. Like, maybe I can find ways to bring you more opportunities. But those are the type of people you want in your corner. Exactly correct. Like, and going back to the fundamental of like, well, how do we find these people? You got to be open to being burned. You got to recognize that not everybody is for you. And if you're concerned about whether or not the people around you are going to celebrate you getting out of your comfort zone, trying something new and pushing your own personal boundaries, then you are surrounded by the wrong people. If you don't have an immediate yes in your head on, 
are these people going to support me trying something new? You need to find new people. And conversely, if you're not giving the people around you something to celebrate you for, you don't deserve them because ultimately it's a two-way street. And if I want you to celebrate me and help me, I got to be doing things that offer you that opportunity to do that for me. And so, you know, what comes first? Is it them celebrating me or is it me giving them the thing to celebrate? It's you. It always starts with you. And so, you know, we talked earlier about how to lead yourself. Take responsibility. Take responsibility for the people around you. Take responsibility for the things you're doing. And you want to find your way to happiness? Own all of that and say, I'm willing to do everything that's within my control to affect that. And you're going to find success. You're going to find happiness. You're going to find joy. You're going to find passion. You're going to find all the things that people say they want. Man, that's so good. If you want people to celebrate you, you got to do something worth celebrating. (laughs) Nobody celebrates a rear end, you know, oh man, that guy's such a butthole. I want to go celebrate him. No, like, like be a good friend, be a good human, do great things for other people or do some, put some good in the world and it's worthy of celebrating. Mark, if anybody's listened to the past three episodes, they know that, man, this guy is a gifted communicator. Uh, He really understands people and organizations. Help people understand a little bit more about what you do and how they can support you and connect with you. Sure. So my company is on the ball and our value proposition is that we are dedicated to helping individuals and organizations get 1% better every day. And we do that through learning and development in a lot of different ways, but If you're interested in what we talk about and how we do it, reach out to me. I love connecting with absolutely anybody that I can. LinkedIn is a great place to find me. I'm on every social channel, but you know, LinkedIn is the place that I really try to cultivate a great community. And uh, you know, that's where I've kind of spent my time building my digital relationships that turn into real relationships. I love it. Mark is one of the one of the good people in this world. We, we both met at a very interesting time in our lives and I'm really thankful for you and I'm thankful for your friendship and that we are 13 years deep into this thing, man. I mean, I it's know, crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's kind of life goes by really fast, but thank you so much for joining me. And this is not the last time I'm going to have you on the show. E, I love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I can't wait for the next time. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And as you were listening to Mark talk, if somebody's name came up, a good friend that needs to hear this message, do them a favor, take a screenshot of the podcast cover art and send it to them. You never know what kind of impact this could have in their life. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.